for Go Yard. Go right? Yard time. Yeah. <laughs> and we love to do this show. Yes, we do. And we are usually here in person. We usually are. Yes. <laughs> Unless somebody is taking a week off for her birthday. Oh, nobody did that. How does 60 feel? Feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. She's really not 60, Tommy. (laughs) She's really not. I didn't think so. No, she's not. No. She won't tell us. I know. She wouldn't tell us exactly, but rumor has it it's in. 29. Oh, really? Is that the rumor you heard? I heard it was in the late 50s. That's the rumor I heard. You notice how she adds to mine and subtracts from hers all the time? (laughs) That's my goal. That's my goal. (laughs) Happy birthday, Dr. Angel! That's why we had to do a rerun. She's been partying in some other country. I don't know. French Riviera. Uh, you were out of town, <laughs> not me. <laughs> oh, we're glad to be back with y'all. We have been doing a series on codependency. Yes, we have. Why is that so important? Because I believe this is one of the most important topics we can ever discuss because most people have this. Well, it's definitely oh, a let's common... say a lot of people okay. have this. I would agree. It's a very common struggle um, and problem and then it interferes with our quality of our relationships and our view of ourself and our view of the world around us so it like does. it's got a big impact <clears throat> how can you tell if you're a codependent because we have been talking about reasons kind of like examples of codependent thinking mm-hmm. for the last on and off for the last few weeks um, and some of those are probably things people wouldn't normally think about, like everything's my fault, and that's a codependent thought. Absolutely. And so, like, a lot of times people just think, oh, that's just low self-esteem. And, right. yeah, low self-esteem definitely couples in with codependency. Um, codependency happens when we don't have a clear view of ourself, um, right. an honest, clear view of our strengths, our weaknesses, like in that healthy self-esteem we tend to become more codependent. So healthy people are not codependent. Oh, okay. So codependent people are striving for something that they need to attain to be happier in life or right. They're looking more for successful. Success, happiness, <sighs> relationships. Like code, People who struggle with codependent often feel um, very lonely, okay. isolated, insecure. They're right. afraid of 
being left or abandoned or not enough or so they're over accommodating in their relationships so they'll go and do about anything just to get the approval get that person to like them and care about them will get personal relationship with them they will do about anything right sure and that outside approval is very important to someone who struggles with codependent thinking and this can not just does not just stop in like our personal relationships or romantic relationship this can go into the workplace oh, like, all the time it can go yeah. into all kinds of domains of our lives so a person in a busy office that's codependent how would they be behaving uh, well, first of all, a lot of times um, I'll see, I'll just give you a couple examples. They may always dress to the nines. Ah, to be really impressive. Always. Um, okay. A lot of times they're trying to let you know all the good things that they've done or how they've solved this problem or they'll work longer than they're supposed to, show up earlier than they're supposed to. So they'll go above and beyond, but to be noticed. To be noticed. Oh, and they're, that's then that's the purpose to get yeah. that approval of, yes, you are wonderful, or yes, you are great, or yes, you did solve this. Right. Uh, they often over-inflate their experience or what they've done. They are often, um, so they're always they're always looking to be that, look at me, kind of look at what I've done. They want a lot of attention, attention rewards, yeah. accolades, approval. That's what they're looking so for. So are they popular people? Um, you know, at the beginning, they may seem very popular because... You know, they're friendly. They're very friendly. Oh, yes. They, they're they over-the-top friendly, right? Very over-the-top uh, yeah. friendly, Do you, yes. you want to explain that? I mean, I know what I mean by that, but in psychological terms, what does that mean? Or, I mean, just in the way just people behave. Just in, like, presentation, like, they're going to make sure that they, you know, talk to everybody or they're always, you know, always happy, always huggy, maybe, or depending on the work environment. But they're just overly excited, always smiling, always... Would these people be known as somebody that would be a good listener to somebody else? No, they would not be a not, good listener. Right? No. no, that's a big no. Why? Well, because they're always so concerned with how they're presenting to other people. Right. And so they're always looking for ways to kind of make sure that people notice them. And mm-hmm. so if this is a woman, it will come with, you know, you could come with clothing that might look really make her look beautiful maybe shorter skirts high heels always lots of makeups hair done in the nine lots of good jewelry um if it's you know the nails always to the you know done and manicured if it's a man it will be the same way just you know in a masculine presentation nice name bland blazers you know always hairstyle done you know always looking very well, it's it's attention getting, and it's also trying to uh, make yourself known to everybody. I mean, not just get attention, but I mean, like that person is really something. Real, exactly. You know, so, I don't know what what phrase you well, want to call that. Well, here's what's happening: they're trying to make up on. They're trying to use the external part of them to make up what they're missing inside of them. Okay, what are they missing inside? Well, they're missing a lot of self-esteem, self-esteem self-confidence, right? like yeah. who, uh, just an understanding of who they are. Right, yeah. Right, so inside, and this is my opinion, you can tell me if I'm wrong, Dr. Angel, but I think that a lot of codependents are not very happy on the inside. No, they're not. But they present like they are. They do. Right. And so and there's different degrees of like how people present with codependency. They just may be really overly accommodating, like always a person willing to take on the extra project or pick up the, you know, do the favors for all the friends, 
chair all the PTA meetings. Like they can become very over accommodating. Like there's a lot of ways codependency can show itself. And I think that's why it gets masked a lot in our, in our culture. And so a lot of times it's interpreted as, oh, you should get to know her. She is great. She gets anything done you ask her to do, she'll get it done. Right? That yeah, exactly. type of an attitude. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> and, and the difference between, you know, to notice if this is codependency is, we don't have boundaries with it, right? So people will do it at the cost of their own stuff or their health or their sleep or their family or whatever. Because psychologically, they have a deep need to be liked. Right. Is that correct? So they usually do not use the word no. Okay, right. So they won't say, wait a minute, no, I, my, my kid's got a soccer game. i got to be there. Right. Exactly, because they're so afraid of what you will... Say um, they may be the person that's always sitting by the phone call, feeling like they have to answer the call every time a certain person calls. But if I hear you correctly, codependents are not generally really happy people. Oh, no, no, they're not. But they present like they are. Sometimes that can be. Yes, they can present that way because they're looking for that approval. Right. So if they're not really happy, why are they not really happy? Well, because first of all, they're not happy with themselves. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that that's a big part of it. Um, they're not happy because they're not experiencing healthy, satisfying relationships. They're always feeling uh, used or afraid that the person will leave or abandon them or reject them at any time. So, you know, there's no security in those relationships. So they're trying to control everything, right? They want these people in their life to see their value, their worth, and promote them or marry them or whatever the case may be, right? Sure. And yeah. the, and over-controlling definitely can yeah. be a display of codependency. Okay. So if you missed, uh, we this started like the, mm, I think the beginning of April. We've had such a, a strange April, um, you know, compounded by that birthday celebration for you that went on for weeks, you know, that thing. But... Um, Okay, so we did start um, a couple weeks ago examples of healthy thinking, how we should be thinking instead of these codependent traps that a lot of people fall into, right? Right. And uh, one of those things is we got to take responsibility for ourselves, right? And, and okay, if I need more rest, I'm going to have to quit volunteering to every project. Right. And so that's a big one with codependency because they typically do not take responsibility. The responsibility, they, they're out blaming it's this fault, that fault, this person's fault, life's fault, whatever. There's always something they hold responsible, not themselves. Okay. And so responsibility is a really important key. Right. We have to take responsibility for our role in our lives and our boundaries. So codependents really don't do that because they're so obsessed, quote unquote, or so preoccupied with pleasing everybody else. It's the please disease, isn't it? It really is the please disease, yes. Okay. So because of that, because their focus is always on doing for someone else, they they often neglect their own needs, right? Absolutely, they do. Okay. And they don't feel that they're worthy of that love and anything. from. So they're all the time trying to grasp for it, trying to get it. Exactly. They're trying to show, they're trying to prove to the world but and themselves that they are worthy of this because they, you know, so they're always trying to prove things. And it's very exhausting. I don't know how much interaction you get with codependent people. They can be very exhausting to be around. 
In what way? Explain. Uh, well, they always, they're very self-centered. Okay. Um, a lot of times they want to turn the conversation only on them. They're mm-hmm. not typically the person that's going to have a lot of empathy and compassion for when somebody's going through something unless they get the attention for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Definitely. So they can be very exhausting to be yeah. around. Right. Uh, we have uh, Facebook up live right now. Yes, so do. this is Go Yard with Dr. Angel and me, Mama Mac. And uh, we are in a series that's been going on for, I don't know, a couple of years, it seems like, a long time. And uh, right now, and if you want to ask questions or get involved in our discussion, just simply write into the chat there on Facebook, and we would love to have your input or your suggestions or questions or whatever. Um, so a couple of weeks ago when we were on this, we were talking about examples of healthy thinking what should we be doing and how can you you can kind of gauge whether or not you're falling into codependency by whether or not you think healthily right very true and it, it uh, that's really not codependency even a word, i don't think healthily, healthily i doubt it, it. I, don't. I don't know here's the deal code we know codependency is birthed in low self-esteem okay um, and a lot of times it's also birth coming from family of origins that have conflict or some some stuff that's unhealthy within that family of origin, which, um, you know, hurt the person's ability to develop a healthy self-esteem. Yeah. So we know those things happen. But here's the thing is to get through it is first we have to work on our thinking, what we're thinking. We've done lots right. of shows on that negative yes, thinking. Yes, we have. Um, we've done lots of shows on trying to to see the reality and and shift things for more positive but also boundaries boundaries is the antidote yes it's the antidote to codependency right as you develop boundaries right you will you'll start diminishing those codependent behaviors because they can't coexist why can't they coexist well because codependency is the lack of having those boundaries right and boundaries help us define who i am as a person what i'm responsible for and who i'm responsible to and so that therefore is the antidote into um definitely that to that codependent behaviors right so are codependent people trying to get their own way I think they're just trying to feel valuable and loved, but okay. that may come be expressed through trying to get yeah. their way. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways it can be expressed, and that's where it, it can be. It's sometimes hard for people to uh, to identify. Am I am I struggling with this or not? Are they angry people? They can be very angry. They can be very hurt people. They hurt, can be right and bitter because things people don't see their value. Exactly. Right. They don't see their worth. And so they're constantly striving for to have people see their value. They, and yes, when that doesn't happen, they can become very angry and bitter. Or depressed. Or depressed or hurt. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So basically codependents need other people's approval. That's what I hear you saying. That definitely feeds that. Sure. Right? That's that's important. That's where their value comes from. So I need you to tell me that I have value or I'm wanted or I'm loved or I'm needed sure. or I'm special okay. or I'm fill in the blank. Okay. So when we were talking about this last, we started giving examples of healthy thinking, mm-hmm. right? So let's go over those real quick. The first one was I will take responsibility for my thoughts, feelings, and actions, and I will allow others to take responsibility for themselves. Absolutely. And that's an important one. So, you know, instead of, oh, she makes me matter, he makes me this way. No, I am feeling this way. 
when this happens, I feel mad or angry or sad. So what am I going to do to to change that for myself? I can't change the other person, but I can change how I respond to that person. Do codependents feel that they can change the other person? Oh, that's a lot of the goal of codependency. Absolutely. (laughs) I know. That was a softball. You trapped me into that. I just lobbed at you. Because isn't that the essence of codependency? I mean, okay, so I feel bad about myself, but I'm not going to let you know that. So I am going to try my best to change you into the person I think you should be. Or fix you. Or or help you. you, Or sure, because then I'm, you know, I need to be needed. That helps me feel valuable. And so a lot of codependents do not feel a lot of success or love or happiness they really don't unless it is being reflected from another person at them correct sure they and then need it's temporary that other person to tell them they're the greatest thing that ever happened since sliced bread right sure or they're the only one in their life that is meaningful or there for them or helpful you know they that just they need that constant approval okay. how do they handle feelings of rejection that feelings of rejections really hit deep. Yeah. Yeah. They have a hard time with that. Sure. Don't they? And it can come out and be manifested in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. So going back, what was the second thing on that um, healthy thinking there? I am worthy of love, happiness, and success. Sure. And I am worthy of love, happiness, because I am a human being and I am, that makes me worthy. I'm like, we are all value, you know, human life is valuable. Right. And we all have valuable. We all have value, and we need to see our value. We don't lose our value because we had negative experiences in childhood or families that were unhealthy. That doesn't diminish our value. The only thing that diminishes our value is ourselves diminishing our value. And so codependents really have a diminished sense of self. Of self-value, and that's... Of self-value. Sure. And so knowing who you are, what are my strengths, what are... And every person, no matter who they are on this planet, has strengths and weaknesses, good things, negative things, things to improve on, like we have failures, successes. We all have those in our lives. Those do not give us our value. So the person who is a serial dater, mm-hmm. uh, probably online... Right. Sure. Is looking for the person that will make them feel better about themselves. They're not looking for someone that they can give to as far as love and and, you know, time and all that. I mean, that's part of it. But they really are needing they need that coming back at them. Correct. Sure. Absolutely. They Right. They're looking to have that need fulfilled and they're looking for who could give me that, who could mm-hmm. fulfill that need for me. Yeah. Okay, so another uh, healthy behavior is I can tolerate difficult feelings. Exactly, and so one thing when we have you know negative sense of self or self esteem is we feel like negative values. I mean, negative feelings are because we are we don't have value in ourselves, and so it's really hard to sit in those feelings of hurt or sadness or disappointment. They can't handle. They're looking for somebody else that's going to fill that void. Right? They need a quick fix. Quick fix. It's almost like a drug. Well, it is. It kind of works on the addiction cycle. Absolutely. I think it does because it's not something they can stand to be very long in that sense of, oh, that guy broke up with me or that woman doesn't love me or doesn't want me or whatever, right? Very much so. They can't handle that. Negative feelings, you'll see them really bottom out. The world is really bad. My life is over. I just want to disappear. I want to move across the country or I want to go to Mars, whatever. You you hear these extremes and anytime there's a negative feeling instead of like, man, that really stunk and that hurts my feelings and, you know, process it, but then move through it. Right. Okay. 
So another one, anger tells me that something's wrong. It's okay to feel angry. So that's a healthy thinking. That is very healthy. And our culture has stigmatized anger. Right. And yeah. made people think that anger is a neg- you know a feeling we shouldn't have, and if you have it, you're a bad person or you're an abuser. We can have anger and express it in ways that are healthy. Right. Everyone's going to experience anger. Yeah. It's a human emotion. It is. It's how do we express it, and it's okay to feel angry. In fact, anger sometimes is what we have to get to to heal through some difficult things in That's our life. Right. And everyone makes mistakes. That's a healthy thinking, right? And it, yes, but codependents think that. They should not make mistakes, or that the they, other person should not. And it may go either way. Either way, depends right? on, on on the person and what they're yeah. struggling with. But they really that mistakes take away my value. Therefore, when I make a mistake, I will go to any length oh, to yeah. cover it up. Yeah, no, they hide can't handle it, that. lie about it, mm-hmm. whatever, because I can't make those mistakes because that takes away from my value. And so they're very threatening. So that goes into the next thing that's healthy. I accept myself, flaws and all, but codependents don't. No, they really, they cannot. They really struggle to, you know, if you ask them, you know, if I ask somebody who's, you know, healthy thinking, you know, like, oh, what are your flaws? Like they're, they can name me some of their flaws and then they'll name me their strengths. When I talk to a codependent person, you know, what are your flaws and strengths? Like I get a list a mile and a half long of flaws that they see, but that, they're not, but they can't find any of their strengths. And so yeah. they don't accept those. Those flaws, they think, diminish their value. Right. And they don't see any of their strengths. Like in the therapy room, I'm talking when they feel like yeah. they get to they a just safe can't place to talk about it. Yeah. So another healthy thought is I don't have to do everything myself. I can ask for help because codependents tend to try to do everything They want themselves. to over-accommodate. They, they want do. to show they're valuable. They're there to help. They need to be needed. They want to, you know, so that's part of that that value and first of all nobody can do everything we weren't made to live on an island we were made to live in you know a community with people we all need help and it's okay to need help it's not a sign of weakness it's not a sign of the codependents think it is they do absolutely number 10 if you're writing these down i haven't been giving you numbers i'll just tell you i (laughs) my way isn't the only way that's healthy thinking but that's not how codependents think true they can get very rigid in their thinking yeah. there's only one right way to do something right. it's my way my perspective is that's what how it needs to happen and and that can cause a lot of conflict in relationships mm-hmm. because first of all that's just totally not true there's not one way to do anything there's multiple ways to do things and just because it's different and i say this all the time in therapy different is not wrong right and so learning to let people have flexibility and to become more flexible is a really important part of and we've said this a lot in this series that word the word no is a complete sentence codependents have a very hard time saying no if you get the word no which may happen from time to time you will get it with a whole explanation of why they gave you the word no to justify it so they really feel like they have uh, to defend this Okay, because it makes them look less than if they can't meet every expectation of someone else in the workplace or in home or wherever, right? Sure. So they are they want to always excel, right? And so when I start talking about boundaries, a lot of times with um, people who struggle with codependent, they are so afraid. Well, if I have boundaries, it's going to hurt the other person's feelings. Oh. You see, other people's feelings are their feelings. They're not your feelings. That's not yours to take responsibility for. And if your no hurts their feelings, that 
them to figure out. And so because... But codependents are very centered on that other person... Approving. Approving, but also liking them. Right. So if I give you no, if I'm codependent, I give you the no, then I have to really justify why I'm giving you that. So you'll still like, you know, and still be friends with me or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, One more, and then we're going to break here. Uh, We are all responsible for our own feelings. This is a healthy way to think. I can't make someone happy or unhappy codependents thing they can they do and that's (laughs) that's they really feel like they're powerful when we go through like thoughts that are like destructive that's one of the core base thoughts that are destructive that they really have this power of every of the people around them feeling the power over that's a lot of responsibility to try and hold up right A lot of responsibility and it's not it's crazy thinking well it's not true it's it's not true So what happens is, is they're disappointed constantly because it's not true, but they feel overwhelmed and over responsible, too, with thinking that way. And so that's one of those negative, uh, automatic negative thoughts that needs to be reprogrammed for them because it's not true. And it's definitely a key to some of codependent behavior. So hang on, audience, because we got more things that are going to help you with this topic. Even if it may not be your problem, it probably is somebody you know, and it's going to help you handle something. We're going to do a song right here, Back by Popular (laughs) Demand, Tommy. And this song has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight. And that's why we're doing it, because it's Back by Popular Demand. Gene, the show that comes on after us, he's always saying, can you please do this song again? So we are, Gene, for you tonight. Here it is. It's true. Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. 
Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tantalk Radio Network. Great song. I know, it is and one of your faves. you guys, I wish we had video, Tommy, in there, out there, in the studio part over there, in the waiting area. Yeah, I should have turned Gene, the camera around. Gene went crazy, <laughs> and so did Dr. Dukes. They're sitting over here, and they're just dancing up a storm, and look at that. They'll have a better show today, because they've been so happy tonight. <laughs> I just think it's great. I didn't know Gene could dance like that. Did you? I figured Dr. Dukes could. But I did not know that about Jean. That's that's really cool. That's really cool. I think it's wonderful. Now, don't you feel better now that we've played your I, favorite song? It's your favorite song, and I think you... I do feel better. I think you do. Walking you on sunshine. Walk on and some watching sunshine. those two guys dance was just <laughs> worth it all. Okay, so folks, we're back. Uh, <laughs> I think we are. I'm not sure. And you're listening to Go Yard right here on Tan Talk Radio. Um, it's such a joy to be able to do this show almost seven years now. I know, right? Yeah, it's crazy. September will be seven years. Uh, we celebrated a couple weeks ago our 14th year on the air with our Sunday show. That was crazy. That was a lot of fun. So, um, but anyway, let's get back to our discussion on codependency because codependents so often think their way is the only way of doing something. Sure. Would that be true? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, why is it they think that when there are so many different opinions on everything in this life? Um, you know, I think it's because it's safe and, and they know it works and they're afraid of, they don't like failure or they don't like to disappoint people. And so they can get very rigid in their thinking at times and yeah. want things done a certain way. Um, I know they, I know someone who, will, every time she cooks food, she plates the food for the entire family and her, her kids are 
quite old enough to plate their own food at 16 and 13 or 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? But that's a controlling thing. She okay. wants it to, to be a certain presentation um, for her family so that, you know, it's a code, it can be very codependent doing things like that. Okay. Sure. So that's an example. Codependent thinking is my way is the only way. Right? Yeah, we can get very rigid in how we. Did you say we? Are you codependent? I am not, but I am just saying. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. There can be some rigidity in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. No, it's I'm safe. just it's, you. it's predictable. We know right. it works. Right. Like why rock, why rock the boat kind of thing. Yeah. So another healthy thing, and we've been talking about this, is that I can say no, mm-hmm. and that we're all responsible for our own feelings. We can't make someone happy or unhappy. Nope. Right? Even though we tried our best to make you happy with that song, your favorite song. <laughs> we tried. But are you saying it was not successful? That oh, was a little birthday goodness. present right oh, there. And right? I appreciate that yeah. so deeply. I yes, know. no. Each person has to take responsibility for our own feelings. Right. So you no are one is happy, responsible right? for how I feel, and right. I'm not responsible for how anyone else feels. Right. And we don't have to have other people's approval. But but people that walk around in codependency have to have the approval of other people. Not only do they have to have the approval, they feel like they have to prove themselves constantly. Yeah. Prove what about themselves? Their value, their worth, their help, their what. Fill in the blank. It can be a lot of things. Okay. But they're constantly. That's why it can be really expensive. I mean, especially in the workplace, it can be super exhausting when you have someone who's codependent because it's just constantly them. It's like they're trying to one up people oftentimes because they're trying to prove themselves or create problems so they can solve the problems. But we didn't need the problems in the first place. Like, so it can be a little overwhelming. But even in friendships or romantic relationships or even with kids or family members like it can be difficult because they do feel like i have to keep proving why i have value because remember i'm not secure in my value and myself right so if you are healthy thinking thinking and not giving into these codependent things you value yourself and you know you don't have to prove anything to anybody right right and so those two go hand in hand so my worth doesn't matter what people think of me my worth is my worth because it's who i am it is not dependent on what i do for a living who my friends are what other people think and that's a really hard concept for people to I was going to say, I think that's one of the hardest parts of this codependency thing is because so many people have grown up in, in dysfunctional homes or whatever, situations that have made them feel that they are less than, right? Sure. They don't deserve, you know, the common courtesies or respect or whatever. So, therefore, they're constantly trying to get that. That's sure. And and. and it, and their value then changes based on their audience. Right. And that's why we get over accommodating. And I remember many years ago when um, I had choices in my life that people in my life did not agree with. And one of the biggest arguments that came back at me is, well, what is everyone else going to think about this? And I looked at them and I said, honestly, I don't care. It doesn't change That's who healthy, I am. though, that you exactly. don't care. Their opinions don't change who I am and what I want best for my life. Right. They don't have to agree for me to go to college or have a third child or whatever those decisions I made. There was a lot of disagreement, and I got to learn that the hard way in the, in the trenches of... But it doesn't feel good, does it, if you feel like nobody around you is approving, correct? It doesn't feel good in the moment, but in when you're moment. secure with what you're doing, right? you try... You, you, 
you get confidence in what mm-hmm. you're doing. And I'll tell you this, I, I deal with people across the lifespan. So I always tease, I take people from two to 102 in practice. And when I get people who are later in life and they start reviewing, and, and later in life, I mean, we're just talking about people who've lived some life. So 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, so people who've lived some life, when they start looking back in their life, the number one thing they, re- one of the things they regret is allowing people to talk them out of doing things for themselves that they wanted to do for them, their life. Wow, that's huge. I, have, I, I, I'm sure you're right about that. Absolutely, I hear it all the time. I wish I would have gone to college, or I wish I would have done this, or I wish I wouldn't have married this person, but I had to because I was pregnant, or I wish I wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wouldn't. All those things were things other people gave approval for so they decided to do it even though they didn't feel it was best for them and don't you think that the family the extended family dynamic in a lot of homes or families puts a lot of pressure on younger people to do things the way they have always done things right? absolutely and, and, and so and here's what we're happening because remember we've already kind of established codependency can come from a line of unhealthy conflicted families and so when we're taking those families and they're the ones that are having the approval well we don't want to sit in that same unhealthiness and dysfunction and pain we don't want to bring that to our children in the next generation but unless we break the cycle we sure will we will and therefore that's why we do shows like this right information you know public service announcement here we you don't have to be codependent no you, you don't you don't have to follow everybody else's way of thinking for your life not at all in fact i'll tell you this if i would have listened to the people who were very valuable in my life and i'm not trying to negate their value but if i would have listened to them I would have not had my children. Uh, I would have not had any college degrees. I would have not done any of the things I've I've done and have become such a passion in my life for myself. Right. How, but, like, so can we safely say you're not codependent? You can safely say that. Oh, wow, <laughs> Dr. Angel. But, you know, the point is, is excellent in that you have to – you can live your life as a codependent where you are dependent on everybody else's opinion for your value. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And then you can always try to make sure you are meeting up to everybody's standard around you. But what that does is pull you down. It robs you. It, it robs you. you of your worth and your value. Basically, what you are doing is allowing these people to control your life. Exactly. You're giving up the power of your life. And the thing is, it's tricky because a lot of these people that try to control somebody's life are family members and they have years of experience on you Mm -hmm. and whoa forgot to turn my phone no you know they do and i hear them use these lines all the time you have to respect your elders you have to do what i say because that's respecting your elders right yes or oh well then we just won't you know help you if you ever need help or like we don't you can't be in our family or whatever like they come with these emotional punishments right Yes, they do. Which yes, can they make do. it really hard for people to oh, break yes. the cycle. And and because of that, when all that stuff is going on and we are feeling like we have to do what they expect in order to keep them happy, what does that do to us? First of all, it it tears us down from the inside. It reinforces that I don't have value within my own. I don't even have enough value to make my own choices for myself. Yeah. Right. So it reinforces that negative lie because it's a lie. We do have value, but it keeps reinforcing that pattern. 
But it also, I mean, their people's bars and expectations are constantly changing. Well, that's so true. You're never going to meet them, and you're always going to be making them upset anyway. <laughs> and, and the and the sad part of of trying to please these people, whoever these people are, is that yeah, they're not going to be happy anyway. They raise the bar, right? And so you got to do something different, right? But rarely do they come back and go, I know you've sacrificed a lot to do this the way I thought it should be done. And oh, I, no. I respect you for that. And I want you to live your own life. And I, I re- they don't come to any G- come to Jesus meeting in their head. They believe it's owed to them and they're it's entitled to them. It's owed to them. And so the problem is that they become more controlling and you either have to give in and a lot of codependents will give in yes. to the pressure. Yes, they do. Right. It, and it can be difficult. I'm not saying this is an easy cycle to break. I'm saying right. it's a breakable cycle. Yeah. But I'm you not are, saying it's easy. You are saying it's breakable? It's definitely a breakable cycle. And I've watched a lot oh. of people break it and move through and have healthy, be healthy for themselves and still have unhealthy people in their lives, but they are healthy themselves. So sell that to our audience, Dr. Angel. Why is it so important to recognize this behavior in ourselves or others around us uh, and do something about it, actually do something about it, not just say, oh, I think that's going to be the thinking and go right on with life the same way. I mean, my point is people don't think, take this seriously. They do not And take this it. topic, I mean, that's, I'm fired up about I this hear now. It. I and hear you it. You know why? It's because of that song. <laughs> and watching Gene and Dr. Dukes dance did it for me. So I am all fired up here now because why should people take this topic extremely seriously? Because this topic... When you break this cycle, will completely change your life. How will it change it your will life? Change your, it will change your—you will walk in your value and your security, and that's not something somebody can take from you. Right. You will have healthier relationships in your life. You will feel satisfied and contentment, and you'll be able to experience true happiness. You're not constantly filling a, a bucket. You know, when we have codependency, it's like we have a bucket inside us with a hole, and we're constantly trying to fill it up with things, and it's just draining out as fast as we're filling it up. When we walk in healthiness, we have a bucket that doesn't have that hole, and we can experience happiness and satisfaction and healthy relationships and We have more confidence. We're willing to try things that we might not have been willing to try because failure doesn't define us. If I, if my value of myself wasn't at a healthy level, I would have never jumped on a limb of starting a private practice, especially in the wake of people saying, oh, you'll never be successful at a a cash-based private practice. You have to take insurance or it'll never be anything. Right? You're right. And I was just trying to remember if I ever said that to you. No. <laughs> I, I didn't did. call you out. No, no I didn't say that to you. But honestly, this is all about recognizing your own value and that you are born not as a clone of someone else, even if you're a twin. Yes. Because I have twin granddaughters, but what? and they're seven years old. And what is so cool about them both, A and B, is they are very different in a lot of ways. They look just alike, and you can't hardly tell them apart. But their parents are allowing them to develop the skills and and follow the, the stuff they want to enjoy, sport-wise, etc., mm-hmm. 
without saying, oh, no, you got to do it because your sister does it, right? Exactly. So I think that what we're saying here with codependency is you've got to be you. You've got to be you, and you're never going to feel that satisfaction. You're never going to feel complete until you're authentic to who you are yes. and who you're created to be. Yes. You can't be what somebody else wants you to be. Mm-hmm. You have to be who you are. And you are. can't always be seeking other people's approval because that's the pitfall that people because fall here's into. The, thing. the people who want to give their approval are also have that bucket with a hole in it, and they're never happy or content or satisfied because if you're healthy, you're not trying to control other people's lives and manipulate what they're doing. So is that 100% of the time or usually? Well, when we are controlling other people's lives, we're not healthy. So they have that. So they're not satisfied, and they're trying to tell you what to do to make them satisfied. But it's never. It's always changing because that didn't make them satisfied, right? Like the bar is always changing. Wow. I just, I don't know. I think I talked that around in a circle. I don't know if it made a lot of sense. but No, it did because I think that too many people are just, plugging through life and trying to make sure they don't get into trouble with this person or don't offend the mother-in-law or don't upset this person or that person. And that's no way to live. I mean, even walking on eggshells around your spouse or or your boss is no way to live. No. It's painful. Exactly. Because you're always having to be on guard. You're always having to to remember, oh, should I oh should I have said that? Oh man, I shouldn't have said it that way. They're second guessing, they're beating themselves up, right? Right, and all that time and energy that goes into that second guessing and trying to be over accommodating and helping and doing all these things, like it's a it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And so I guess what we're saying, folks, is that this is important enough to really take a look at your own reactions and relationships and see if you are one of these is falling into these habit patterns all the time finding people that are codependent too and so they're needy and you're needy and now you're both needy together and you're never going to be really happy in that kind of relationship exactly and knowing that hey I do want more for myself. I want to be better. I want to do better. You know, one of the, I think one, when you ask me what are some of the reasons to, to become healthy, to break that cycle, one of the biggest ones is this. First of all, having that value in yourself is something no one can take from you, and it doesn't matter what happens. It's yours. But when you have that, you also know you can cope with almost, you can cope with anything. Things are going to happen. They're going to be difficult. Right. But, you but can, they're not you can going get to through it. bury you. Yeah. You can cope. But a codependent walks around on eggshells all the time. Oh, yeah. Right? Do you yes. want to define that or explain that to well, our audience? You know, well, you know, eggshells are very fragile and break really easy. So they're walking in this, in this you know, they're, they're not feeling secure. They're not, they're waiting for something to fall or break or go wrong kind of thing. They're waiting for the guy to not return the call. Or Absolutely. they're waiting for... I think uh, they to find out that he's dating three other people at the same time or whatever the case may be, right? Absolutely. They're, they're waiting, waiting for the bad news. So, and they expect it almost they in their head. It. And they have emotions based on... But they deserve it. See, in their head, they deserve it. Exactly. So it feeds this loop. And, and it can be in a dating... It can be as a parent or any other relationship where this happens where you know oh your your kid doesn't answer your call oh my gosh they you know did we just go down this rabbit trail of they're doing this or something bad to us or that is 
not happening for the most part, right? Like, so it's just we get catastrophizing. There's that word. And it is a word. It is a word. It is a word. But codependents do that. And they are, get depressed very easily because they're disappointed easily. They do. And I'm gonna, because people generally don't fit their expectations. They don't fit expectations. their expectations. Um, but here's the thing. And I want, I'm going to try and try it on this one carefully because um, I don't want it to come across judgmental. And I'm not trying to make it judgmental. So I'm going to preface it that way. What I have noticed in counseling is when people really struggle at codependency, their fragility, they're very fragile of what stressors they can handle in life and stressors that can seem relatively normal or just part of every can really bury someone bury who's got codependency. I've seen it too. And they feel they like can't they can't even it. breathe, right? They can't handle it. Can't even get out of bed. Can't get out of bed. And for me, that makes can't me go feel to incredibly work. sad for them. Right. Because life is going to have stressors and it's going to be hard. And my experience, and probably yours too, in helping people through the years re- and recognize this, is a lot of times they use substances like sure. alcohol or drugs sure. in order to ease the pain that they are feeling. And what that does, generally speaking, is depress them further. Sure, because they, they can't cope with the difficult feelings. So it's either going to be a behavioral addiction or a, a substance addiction, but there's usually some kind of addiction in there. Um, it could be extreme video games. It can be, you know, all kinds of, it's an escape. It's whatever they're using to escape reality. Wow. That just went a little deep. (laughs) That went very deep. And so for you listeners that want more information on this, maybe we should do another show on it. I'm not sure we're done with this topic yet. It's a a complicated topic, isn't it? And the reason I don't think we are, Dr. Angel, is because this gets down into the nitty-gritty of why some relationships end up after a few years nobody's talking to anybody everybody lives in the same building or house but their interaction is all but nil right and um and because of the failed expectations here yes i think we could take this in another show There's a lot of failed expectations failed expectations have a root in codependency in my sure. opinion I'm going to make a note of that and see if that's where we need to go next week. What do you think? Sounds like it might be a great place to go. Failed expectations. And and it's a hard topic to kind of push out over a radio show because, you know, you want to be able to speak in generalization so that people can relate. But there can be so many – it it can look so different for so many people, and that's what I think makes it difficult to – kind of wrap our head around it because it has lots of different types of manifestations does, but the yeah. root of it always is in that low self-esteem and lack of boundaries like if you are a person who struggles with boundaries and struggles with your value and self-esteem there is a very high chance you have codependency exactly we'd love to get your questions and your comments and you can put them right here on this show because it is on facebook and will be on facebook um indefinitely so um put your comments and questions and we check it occasionally and dr angel will be happy to respond to you i will would you i will and i would like to invite anybody listening over there we're going to have a two-year anniversary party at dr angel's development on may 8th from 11 to 2 at 2058 weaver park drive clearwater so come on in come give us a visit say hey get some food try our virtual reality we're doing free tries on virtual reality therapy and 
Come say hi. They'll get to know you. I'm, yeah. I plan on being there too, and that's a week from this Saturday I'm between excited. eleven and two. So we did come. not get to celebrate last year because of COVID. Uh, yes. So I'm really excited this so year. So two year anniversary, and it's amazing. I mean. Wow. And uh, you'll get to meet your new associate, Rachel. Yes. And um, your receptionist, who's amazing, yes, Jan. And, and, and Bill will be there. Like our whole Bill, the whole crew, the whole crew that's will be developed there. in the last two years. We are excited about this. So we're going to talk more in depth. We'd love to have you send us some questions that you'd like answered for next week's show. Um, and uh, we'll be happy to try to answer those. Uh, you got one minute. I got one minute. You know, I just... I, my one minute, I want to just, you are valuable for who you are as a person. Exactly. And I just, I think people just need to hear that. And if this I is a struggle. I thought you were saying that to me. No. You're valuable oh, too. Oh, okay. No, you're saying that. <laughs> but you're, you're valuable for I'm who teasing. you are as a yes, person. And it course. doesn't come from what you do, what your education is. That's, that's not our value. Right. And so I just think people need to hear that. They do. And seriously, why don't you send Dr. Angel a uh, question that we can use next week and try to answer? Would love that. Wouldn't would that love, be great? Really, I would love specific questions because that helps us to it meet helps people's us. needs. And our email address is goyard2014 because that's the year we began. Goyard2014 at gmail.com. Good way to communicate that. Or... They can uh, just go on here, right yep, on. They can go on the Facebook on the and Facebook put a and put it on right there. there. This has been Doctor Angel and Mama Mac and Go Yard and see you next week. Have a great week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.